0: York's number two sports show the Rangers win streak has come to an end so their six-game winning streak is over their seven game point streak extends they lose in the shootout to the Minnesota Wild five to four they blow an early three nothing lead they had a three nothing lead six minutes and 53 seconds into the first period and then from there Minnesota really completely took over now the Rangers did have a three nothing lead end of one but this was a game dominated by the wild. They outshot the Rangers 40 to 18. Rangers were lucky to get a point out of this one, you know, and that's, you don't know, you know, you don't usually hear that when you have a three, nothing lead, but, um, this was just an example of why it's going to be difficult without Adam Fox specifically, as well as Filipino. Jonathan quick was in net, and quick was a bright spot. Um, you know, Obviously, when you allow four goals, there's going to be some level of criticism, but Quick really did well uh, and, and kept them in this game. And there's a reason they got a point, but I want to talk about Zach Jones and Braden Schneider. So in the last episode, discussing the injuries, I thought after how bad it was against Columbus in the second game of the season, that they would not go back to that pair. And they did. And you just can't do that. It, like... That is a disaster pair. You are going to lose games single-handedly from Zach Jones playing with Braden Schneider. Look, in Jones's case, I understand that he hasn't played. And that's tough. Like, he has not played in a while. Well, it's been probably three weeks at least since he's had game action. So to be thrown in there, I'm sure that's not easy. But wow, like, that's not an NHL defenseman. You know, I've seen good things from him in years past. I mean, if you remember, he came up at the end of the 2021 season and has had sporadic playing time since the NHL level. But just turnovers, weak, not much size, just not good. And then Braden Schneider, the only way Schneider can be even semi-okay is if he has a veteran with him on that same pair. He can't be the guy. Brady Shutter gets very exposed in these situations. So I'm not saying there's an easy solution, but those two cannot be together. And I have a bad feeling that they might be next game. I really do. Um, And look, I'm open to the idea of going with Connor Mackey, uh, who is the healthy scratch currently, or going with the Ben Harper. I mean, again, I want to give Zach Jones a chance. I do. But if you're going to do that, You absolutely have, like, he can't be with Schneider. That cannot be a pair. So that, like, stood out like crazy. And so what they did is they had Lindgren with Gustafson. I I just don't think that's the move. I think, you know, keep Miller with Truba, of course, and you're going to have to have Lindgren with with one of the kids and Gustafson with one of the kids. It's just, that's, I I think, I'm not saying that's a solution that will prove beneficial, but, I'm like, this Joe and Schneider, I can't watch anymore. I can't. It's... It's a disaster. So that's one thing. And then as far as, let's talk about the forwards. Barkley Goodrow is out tonight as his wife is giving birth to their child, uh, Barkley Goodrow's first uh, son. And so, you know, congratulations to him. But when he is back, for me... Brzezinski's out of the lineup. I actually like what I saw from Pillock on the fourth line. It wasn't much, but I thought that he, he provided a little bit of jam, a little bit of speed, which it lacks. And Brzezinski has that third-line center, which just wasn't very good. Um, you know, like, I understand him. Like, I understand why he was there, and I understand him getting the opportunity 100%. But that's just me. Um, all that to say, losing Heedle is tough. Like that, And again, like, I just feel like the Rangers' depth is not great. That's what it tells you. Like, because you got to overcome these things. You have no choice. And, you know, you're going to have... The, Beth, the Rangers got a point, again, very lucky, because they didn't deserve it. Um, and I thought like they took their foot off the gas. You know, they, they ended up taking three straight penalties in the first, which totally killed them. Again, the first 10 minutes were really good and the Minnesota Wild pulled their goalie. Um, Philip Gustafson was pulled, and Marco andre Fleury came in and really wasn't tested much. He did he did fine, but again, Rangers didn't really do a whole lot. Keeping with the forwards, Capo um, Kako just hasn't gotten it done. Just hasn't. He's been given an opportunity with Savannah Jadden-Croder, and, and he looks like shit. He looks like shit, so if he gets demoted, don't be surprised, and I can't say I blame them for doing that. So that's one thing. But also, you know, I don't love Zabanajad's game to begin with. I'll give him this. On the defensive side, it's been fine, but just offensive generation five-on-five, five, it's just not there for Zabanajad, and that's kind of been the elephant in the room the last couple of years is that he gets a lot of his production on the power play, but is he doing enough? Even strength offensively. Again, very, very good two-way player. So it's not as if he's hurting you, you know, as far as keeping the puck out of the net, but you want to see more. So Blaine goes to Kako, but I also feel like is not really necessarily, you know, that line even strength just isn't giving you, an, I mean, that's supposed to technically be your first line and you're not getting much out of it. So I don't love that. Artemi right, Panarin continues his wizardry. He uh, extends his point streak to 11. And now I kind of go back and forth. I'm like, I'm re-correcting myself again. Maybe Joe, maybe Joe bear the 14 points. Maybe that was the start of season. I I guess we'll find out that he definitely tied Naren Turcotte. Um, Whether that be, um, whether it's either he tied him for second all time, just not to start a season, just in general, or he tied him um, for the start of a season. We'll get clarity on that next time. Um, But either way, very impressive by him. And he is, you know, the one real driving force of the forwards, like even strength. And hey, Rangers, which they don't normally do, they actually scored four five-on-five goals. So, again, those first three goals, they were looking really good. And then it it all went away. And Matt Zuccarello, like, He's, he really has the Rangers number. You know, it's obviously a very popular Ranger. was a Ranger for a, for a, a long time. Um, you know, probably for about, what, seven, eight seasons or so. And Zuccarello, I feel like since he's been a Minnesota Wild, has really done damage against the Rangers and did so again tonight. So in this game, as expected, Connor Mackey was healthy scratch. Of course, Goodrow was out on, uh, I, I guess you'd call, um, paternity leave. Um, and Igor Shostakhin is banged up. So Louis Demang was backing up Jonathan Quick. You know, I, 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 uh, tend to think that Shostakhin might not, I don't think it's anything long term, of course, but don't be surprised if Quick gets more run this week. I do feel like they might want to give Igor a little bit of a blow. So hopefully he's back sooner than later. But to be honest, no Shostakhin tonight, like this might've still been the same result. I got to be completely honest. It really might have been quick. We'll talk about the goals against, but really quick gave the Rangers an opportunity here. So the Rangers jump out early. Jimmy Veezy scores his first goal of the season, assisted by Pitlick and Lindgren. So this is a shot, Lindgren from the point. And it seemed like Gustafson was on his offside. I wasn't sure what they would do, and they maybe mixed it up a bit. But I think Gustafson was the one who went to the right side. But anyway, Veezy. It goes off his foot, his skate, no kicking motion, after it was deflected by Pitlick on the shot from Lindgren. So it is Pitlick's first point as a ranger. It is VZ's first goal of the season. Uh, So it makes it 1-0. And then at 5.52, Panarin scores his sixth goal of the season from Trocek and Lafreniere. So that's the new line. Now that Heedles out, Trocek moves up. And we saw that trio... At certain points last season. In fact, if memory serves me correct, I think that that was a combination early in the season against Minnesota. And they probably could have stuck with it longer, but that's what it was. And so it makes it 2-0 on the Panarin goal. Then at 653, Eric Gustafson scores his third goal of the season from Wheeler and Cooley. This is Blake Wheeler's first point as a Ranger, finally in game 11. And this was actually a really good pass by Wheeler. Like, a pretty special pass. Like, this is what he's done in his career. He is a distributor, and he finds Gustafson, and just like that, 3-0 Ranger lead, and Philip Gustafson, the Minnesota wild goalie, is pulled. And from there, Minnesota took over. So what hurts, the Rangers killed them all off with three successive penalties. At 8.55, Keandre Miller, high six, Joel eriksson Then at 11.25, Jonathan Quick trips Marco Rossi. And then at 14.05, Braden Schneider high six, Marcus Felino. But the Ranger penalty deal does a superb job. And then by the time that the Schneider penalty is over, Zuccarello high six, Lindgren, but there's no score from there. And end to one, it's 2-0 Rangers. So you feel good about things. Obviously, Minnesota was, was starting to take over play. They uh, outshot the Rangers 12-7, to seven, but you feel solid. I mean, quick look good. But the second period, the Rangers uh, finally, they, you know, they, they couldn't hold it down. Um, and at 5.57, Ryan Hartman scores his seventh goal of the season for Mermis and Zuccarello. Uh, and this, unfortunately, this was the first of a few situations where Jonathan Quick loses his stick. So he loses his stick. The puck trickles behind him. Lindgren was in the mix. But Minnesota was scrappy, and Hartman scores to make it 3-1. And then 29 seconds later, Joel Erickson scores his sixth goal of the season from Faber and Felino. And... This was a play where Zach Jones turns it over. Just a bad turnover behind the net, and it leads to a situation where Quick also loses his stick. And that's where Igor comes in, We're just in terms of puck handling, which comes, like, Quick in terms of just great goaltending was really good tonight, but in terms of the little things, not great. And so he doesn't even have a stick, and er- Eriksson easily scores to make it 3-2. And then Peter Laviolette smartly calls a timeout to keep things in check, it did settle things down, down a little bit, and the Rangers take a 3-2 lead going to the third. However, at 141, it's Zuccarello with a tip-in goal in front. His third goal of the season from Brodine and Johansson. So, you know, 3-3 just like that, and you feel it coming. You, you could feel it. And then at 520, some more sloppy play, and Rossi scores his fifth goal of the season from Kaprizov and Boldy. So this is a play where there was a broken stick, Quick couldn't handle the puck behind the net. Brodzinski, I think, was was on against for this one. You know, again, like that line with Brodzinski just is not nearly as good as if, if it were Trocheck on it. It's just that what it is. And so, just like that, they're losing four three. But give the Rangers credit; they are able to tie it up, and it's Chris Kreider, uh, who is so good at the tippins in front of the net. It's a faceoff win. And it was a smart move by um, by Laviolette to have Panarin on instead of Kako. And so it's a shot by Panarin from up top, and Kreider tips it in in front of Marc-Andre Fleury. It's Kreider's eighth goal of the season from Panarin and Gustafson. So it was actually a one—it was a Zibanejad faceoff win, goes to Gustafson, one-time shot by Panarin, and then Kreider with a deflection in front. So 4-4— at this point, and then Zabanajed takes a penalty at 1206. He trips Pat Maroon, but the Ranger penalty kill does a great job. They go four for four on kills. That was very needed. And then at the end of the game, the puck was in the ranger zone the entire time. Specifically, Jones and Steiner were the ones that were on and just could not get off. Trocek had a bad clearing attempt as well. He was on just really, really bad. I, I can't say enough how I mean they gotta be looking at this. I know that ideally you want to have Gustafson in that top four, but Jones and Schneider just aren't going to allow you to do that. It's just so bad. And I guess you could really go with a heavy top four, you know, minutes wise, but easier said than done. And it's early in the season. You know, why burn out Miller and Truba and Lindgren? Just why? You know, there's no need for that. So we go to overtime, back and forth action. You know, Rangers had possession early, then Minnesota, but... This was a situation where normally for the Rangers, I don't mind it going to the shootout. When you have and when you have Panarin and Zabanajad to an extent as well, it's not a bad spot. But knowing Zuccarello and how good, I mean, Ranger fans know well how good he is in the shootout. And knowing that you have Quick as well. I mean, look, as good as Quick did, you can't feel as good about him as Shesterkin. Didn't love the idea of going to the shootout, and unfortunately it was proven true. So Minnesota shoots first and it's Zuccarello with his patented move. And it's crazy. I mean, it's just, it's such a simple move, but it works all the time. And he scores past quick, but Artemi Panarin, who those Zuccarello and Panarin are two of the best shootout performers of all time. Simply put, I mean, Panarin's numbers, um, I, I didn't see what they were. I think he might have at least like a 60, uh, 60, uh, percent conversion rate. Um, which is kind of insane, and it might be better than that. Like, he is really amazing, and makes a nice backhand move past Flurry to tie it up. Then, quick stops Capriza. So at this point, you're thinking, all right, like, Rangers got less licks. They could really win this thing. But Zibanejad has stopped. It was a decent move, but I wish he could have lifted the puck. Uh, the Zibanejad and Trocheck attempts were very similar, where they had Flurry kind of beat, and they couldn't bury it home. For Zibanejad, a little bit frustration. Again, I'm not going to make a big deal about the shootout, but whereas Panarin's continuing his success, Mika Zibanejad has also had a great resume when it comes to the shootout. But last couple seasons, not as good. And I think the stats back that up. So now we go to the third round, and uh, Matt Boldy scores. And This was unfortunate. It went off the post. And I guess Quick couldn't really locate it, and it goes like off of like the back of his leg, I think, or or his body, and in. So it's too bad. If Quick's not, if Quick was simply not there, the puck doesn't go in, but it does. And so then they go with Vincent Trocheck uh, to try to save, the, you know, to try to keep this game going. And that was um, somewhat of an interesting decision because I think in the Gallant era, we saw more so like Taco was kind of that third shootout guy. Uh, I'm not saying I have a problem with this, but you know, just if I had to predict it, I would have thought it would have been Kako. But they go Trocek. Um and again, similar move to Jad, but Flurry is able to make the save, and the Wild win five to four in the shootout. Rangers record now sits at eight two and one, so still a good record, um, but a lot to sink your teeth into uh, as far as this game is concerned, and definitely like no Adam Fox and Philip Heedle. It's going to be a problem. It just is. This was, but look, the Rangers at least were able to get a point out of it and hopefully learn some lessons along the way. So now this is a weird scheduling. I I mentioned it last, uh, I think last episode or two episodes ago, how for some reason, you know, they have this long road trip and you were just in Winnipeg. Usually what they do is they try to group the Winnipeg and Minnesota trips together. Instead, the Rangers go home to take on Carolina and they're back out uh, in a different time zone to take on the wild. Just just odd more than anything else, but nice to get it out of the way. And so now the Rangers come home to uh, for a three-game, um, three games at home, Tuesday against Detroit, who's coming off of a really good win against Boston. It's actually Boston's first regulation loss of the season, so Rangers should not be taking Detroit lightly. This is a team that's definitely improving and will, I think, pretty soon be a perennial playoff team. It took them some time. But it's starting to, to round into form for them. So they take on the Red Wings, who have a record of 7-4-1. So that'll be a pretty good original six matchup. And then on Thursday, they take on these same Minnesota Wild again at home. So hopefully they can exact some revenge there. And then on Sunday, uh, it'll be the Rangers home against the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, I guess also looking to exact some revenge from an earlier season loss at Columbus. So And then the Rangers don't play for a while after that. So three home games here. Winnable games, but with the state of the Rangers lineup, I don't, nothing's really for sure. So, um, this was, uh, t- you know, the three nothing lead was a tease, but it did help them get a point, and those points are very helpful. And the Rangers are going to need to kind of scrape their way to getting these, but I also think the Rangers did kind of take their foot off the gas. Uh, there was more to give here. So, this, um, the depth is a concern, but I think also, a little bit of a better overall effort, I think, would have resulted in, in the two points. But a pretty crazy game in Minnesota uh, goes to the wild. The Rangers' loo- winning streak uh, ends at 6. The point streak continues. It's now at 7. They're 8-2-1. and one. They will uh, go home and take on the Detroit Rivers.